Hello and welcome to Stump Death and Taxes. Today, this is Mary Pat Campbell, Meep, and I'm going to be talking about death, as I promised, get off of all that public finance. That was so depressing. Well, death is going to be less depressing. No, I'm sorry to say this one is also going to be very depressing. It's death. Death is not always depressing. Sometimes I have happy trends to report, but unfortunately for the next several weeks that I'm going to be looking at death trends, they're not going to be good trends. This is about my most recent mortality trend post. I did the second part of my millennial massacre uh, look at the trends for age 18 to 39, covering the years 1999 to 2021, but I'm really focusing on the years 2020 and 2021. Uh, about three weeks ago, I got the most recent update of the provisional death database uh, from CDC Wonder. And the data are complete enough and they look pretty stable enough for the analysis that I wanted to do and answer the questions that people had been asking me in particular. They've been asking me, can you do an attribution by cause of death by, you know, age groups of what really contributed to the increase in mortality? And of course, it does differ age group by age age group. Now, some people wanted to see, you know, how much did COVID increase mortality in 2020 and 2021 for different age groups? I actually already had answers for that some months ago because those data were pretty complete. I had very good numbers for total deaths for 2021 and obviously already finalized for 2020. And I had a pretty good count of COVID deaths. What I didn't have a good breakout for were other causes of death. And I had been mentioning it uh, several times, in particular, the external causes of death, which are homicide, suicide, and accidental causes of death. Uh, those get censored for about six months in the database. And, you know, those counts, even when it's under investigation, those counts can be a little hazy and you, you need to uh, be careful in doing that analysis, but I'm pretty happy with, <laughs> and happy, I'm pretty satisfied with where the data are now uh, in the provisional database. Now, to be sure, it's still provisional. They will not finalize the database until probably December of this year for 2021, and that's standard operating procedure. The CDC in general would not get it done until December of the year after that was completed. And this was in pre-pandemic times, but also sometimes not until January, uh, because in general, the trends wouldn't move a lot for most co causes of death year to year. We'd have estimates of different causes or the overall mortality level. You'd get it in the media of what would happen with life expectancy and that sort of thing any case, let me give you the top level results in the notes. So when I do this podcast uh, on the Substack uh, post, I always put some related notes. So I will link to the original full post so you can see all the tables and graphs and all of the numbers. So I'm not going to go through all of the numbers. Um, so the top level result is that about a third, a little less than a third of the contribution 
of the increase in mortality over the pandemic years came from drug overdoses for the age group of 18 to 39. And so I call it the Millennial Massacre. That's approximately that marketing group we call the Millennials in 2020 and 2021. Okay. Now, uh, it's about, you know, a level percent over those years for the drug overdose. It was bad. And this is something I want to talk about the percentage of the contribution to the increase in mortality. And you'll notice I'm being careful on how I talk about it. So the first half of this podcast is going to be this top level result in the second half. And maybe you're not interested in it is why it took me three, three weeks to really think about how I wanted to analyze this and how I wanted to present this analysis. Now that I have finished this and done the second part for for the millennials, I'll be able to do the remaining adult groups analysis and I'll just take the same approach. Um, there will be some differences and I'll talk about that in the second half. In any case, in 2020, these age groups, 18 to 24, and I, I did it in approximately five year groupings, but obviously it's a little larger for the youngest age group, 18 to 24, because I want to get that 18 and 19 year old group in there as well. So I get a couple extra years on that lowest age group. I wanted to push to the side what we consider legally children. Um, and there are reasons they, they should be handled separately because legally, and it has effects, it has effects in motor vehicle accident deaths. It does have effects in external causes of death, such as homicide and drug overdoses because a lot of people do have parental or other responsible adult oversight until they have to legally take care of themselves. But even for age 18 to 24, a lot of people are still living with their parents. And especially in the pandemic years where what's the point of trying to go live independently? A lot of people had a difficult time even before current economic difficulties. In any case, the increase in mortality compared to 2019, and I'm using 2019 as my base year of comparison, uh, the increase wasn't that much at the younger age group compared to the older age group. So for age 18 to 24, the mortality increased 21% in 2020. For 25 to 29 years old, it increased 23%. And then for 30 to 34 and 35 to 39, they both increased 24%. So they all increased, you know, 20% to 25%-ish and not, not a lot of difference. So they all increased. I mean, this is a large mortality increase. But if you look at older ages as well, you know, about a 20% increase across the board. Now, the reasons for the increase differed for the older people, and we'll see that it was almost all COVID for seniors. But for young adults, there was across this age group about a 20% increase. And then we find out that most of this increase in 2020 came from drug overdoses. And it was 39% for age 18 to 24, 37% uh, for 25 to 29, and 30 to 34, and 33% for 35 to 39. Okay, so that's out of that, you know, 23%, 24% increase in mortality, 
um, about 37% of that increase, or 33 to 37% of that increase, were drug overdoses over what it was in 2019. Uh, when you look at COVID, COVID barely made a contribution in 2020 for these young adults. COVID only provided an 8% increase in mortality for those age 18 to 24. That's barely, barely a contribution. Homicide made a bigger contribution. That was about a 26% increase. Motor vehicle accidents gave a 13% um, contribution to that mortality increase. So when I'm doing this attribution, so all those percentages by cause of death add up to 100% of that increase. Uh, but you, you also need to keep these in mind. What's the scale of these mortality rates? Okay, all of these mortality rates for these analyses, I am going back to the standard rates, which is on an annual basis on a per 100,000 people. So to get a 1% mortality rate, you'd need to have a mortality rate of 1,000. Well, for these age groups, it ranges from, even with this increased mortality, it ranges from about 100 to about 250. So that's like a 0.1% mortality rate for the year at the younger end and about a 0.2% mortality rate at the upper end when we get to older age groups. So once we get into, um, once we get into like people in their 60s, so more like the boomers, we are going to start seeing those 1% mortality rates. And so now you're getting a feel for what's high and what's low. Um, we may have seen a large, a relatively large mortality increase, and it's even larger in 2021. So when we get to 2021, we had almost a 50% increase in the mortality rate compared to 2019 for those aged 35 to 39. From a relative point of view, that is a very large increase. And if you are a life insurer, so if you care about this kind of thing, the relative difference, the actual mortality compared to what you expected for your particular bucket of business for younger adults, and this is why group life insurance was having such an issue here, is you're not expecting very many of them at all to be dying. And then when you have a 50% increase in the mortality, well, as a life insurer, that's horrifying. So think about that. Um, it's all relative versus if you had the same increase and the increase in rate basis is like 81 per 100,000. So that's like 0.08%. These are small numbers, okay? When we're thinking of probability, we're thinking of rates. These are small numbers, but from a relative perspective, if you're starting from a group that has a very low natural rate of mortality. Um, COVID coming in and then specifically the drug overdoses really pumped up those mortality rates. So let's get to 2021. Uh, when we look at the drug overdoses, uh, they actually were a higher rate. And you'll see that in the graphs that I provide on the, um, on the post that the drug overdose deaths in 2021 were even worse than 2020. 
And I did not show it in this post. I've shown it in standalone posts, so I'll also provide some links for this. Certain causes of death, in particular drug overdoses, I did posts on causes of death standalone, that in 2020, the drug overdoses jumped up in their rate kind of starting in May, April or May 2020, and then were heightened for the rest of the year. Well, for 2021, <laughs> they started out at that heightened rate, and then they went up even higher, if I remember correctly, in summer of 2021. So there is something going on month to month. And, you know, this is horrifying because, of course, even if COVID goes away, we can still have these heightened drug overdose death rates, even if the COVID death rates go away for these particular age groups. For 2021, the drug overdoses were about 31% to 33% for the age 18 to 34 group. And they were the top contributor to that increased mortality, as I mentioned before. Uh, for age 35 to 39, it was only 27% of the contribution to increased mortality. And that's because COVID, of course, contributed more. But if you actually look, and age 35 to 39 is the one that had the 45% increase in their mortality in 2021 compared to 2019. Let's do a contrast. Well, how much did the age 18 to 24 year old group, how much did their mortality increase in 2021 compared to 2019? Only 29%. So for all of these groups, it was worse in 2021 than 2020. And the reason it was worse in 2021 compared to 2020 was both drug overdoses and COVID were worse in 2021 than 2020. And those two together generally uh, explained at least half of the increase in mortality in 2021 compared to 2019. Um, other large contributors were motor vehicle accidents and homicide, but they were bigger contributors for the younger age groups compared to the more middle age groups. Um, I did have a catch-all term, all other causes. Some interesting ones that you know you might not have expected Heart disease barely made a difference, only one or two percentage, you know, contribution. Uh, if you actually look at the difference in rate year over year, there was almost no difference for heart disease. For cancer, cancer death rates actually decreased for these age groups in 2021 and in 2020 compared to 2019. Uh, and that was actually pretty common on a lot of age groups. If there's going to be a difference in cancer death rates, and this is something that I was saying in 2020 as well, we've been concerned that people weren't getting their treatments. That doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, we were concerned about people not getting their screenings. That does seem to be the case that people were missing cancer screenings in 2020 specifically, but they did come back and get uh, cancer screenings in 2021. So there were delays of cancer screenings. Um, that said, it doesn't seem to have had an effect with regards to increased cancer death rates. What may be the result, though, is that uh, cancer death rates as a long-term trend have been improving. Maybe they won't improve as rapidly. So that's a thought. Uh, heart disease deaths did get worse, but not by very much for these younger adults. 
Um, suicides were higher for younger adults. So you may have heard that suicides were actually down during the pandemic. That was true overall in 2020, but they were up a little bit for the younger adults and they were definitely up for uh, younger adults in 2021. Uh, it, what you'll see is it differs age group by age group. And that's why you have to really disaggregate some of this data. So I will link to this and I just want to, I don't want this to go too long. I wanted to address a couple of the issues and why it took me three weeks to get this post together because the actual math involved is not, it's, you know, just taking some ratios, adding a few things together, and I'm just comparing against 2019. I'm not doing anything very complicated. The issue was that I had to think about how I was going to do the analysis, how I was going to explain the results and what was meaningful. Uh, one of the big issues and the first thing I had to think about is how to deal with the cause of death split. When I did the ranking tables, just so that I could have comparable results so that you could, you know, take my ranking tables of cause of death by different age group and compare it to whatever the CDC will eventually put out in December, um, was that I have to use the rankable causes of death. The problem is the rankable cause of death list has accidental death as one big cause. That means drug overdoses are aggregated with falls, are aggregated with motor vehicle accidents and other transport accidents and things like that. The problem is these are have different magnitude, different trends, different drivers, <laughs> sorry, but it's true. It has different meanings for different age groups and I don't like it. And I made an executive decision that what I was going to do is I'm going to have to split out what are the really significant accidental causes of death by age group for this 18 to 39 year olds, drug overdoses and motor vehicle accidents are the two main categories of accidental deaths. And then I just threw all the other accidental deaths into that catch all other causes. Ta-da. Um, the ones that I broke out for this analysis, for this generation, other than COVID, so all age groups are going to have a COVID breakout. That's for sure. They will all have heart disease and cancer. Those are top two causes of death in general. Um, I might have homicide. Well, homicide really just by the time you get to seniors, it's not a significant cause of death. So for boomers in the silent generation, homicide's not going to figure. Suicide might not figure because again, it's not necessarily a significant cause of death at those levels. Um, so which specific ones I look at are going to change uh, based on the age group. So I'm going to look at what their top 10 co rankable causes of death, but I'm also going to split out the accidental causes of death. So for the oldest seniors, falls are going to be split out as their own category because that is a very significant category of accidental causes of death. 
For the next group after millennials, it's Gen X. So that's the middle-aged people running from age 40 to 59. They will definitely have drug overdoses as one of the accidental causes of death that will be there and probably motor vehicle accidents as well. But it looks like um, the contribution from motor vehicle accidents may not be very significant with regards to increased mortality. So that brings me to my next item, which is you may have noticed I'm being very careful to keep saying increased mortality, increased mortality, increased mortality rather than excess mortality. And I'm doing this on purpose. I have been using the terminology excess mortality in many of my posts, but the problem is when you use a term like excess mortality, that means you have an idea that there's some kind of natural level of mortality there should be. Well, that means now you have a dispute. Should I have taken a cause of death that had been decreasing previous to the pandemic and then that's I should continue that trend and compare against that decreasing trend. Should I take a five year average from preceding the pandemic and compare against that average? Should if something was increasing, such as drug overdose deaths before the pandemic, should I trend it upward and then compare it against that upward trend? So to make it very simple so that other people can compare and just talk about I'm just going to do an increase in mortality compared to 2019 and then do an attribution of the components of what is contributing to that increase. Okay. And I broke it out by those top causes of death. This has been an issue. It's not just for these mortality trends. This is something that actuaries often have to do when it comes to, say, movements in capital for an insurance company. And I've done it before with regards to the unfunded liability for public pensions. Um, a lot of people, it, it can get very contentious because there are multiple ways that you can measure it in the way you can make this attribution. When I get to the oldest seniors, you'll see that the COVID deaths, because there's no COVID deaths in 2019. Um, so COVID is however many COVID deaths there are, but you'll find out in 2021 for those over age 80, there are more COVID deaths in 2021 for age over age 80. than there was the increase in mortality for 2021. So you could say it's an attribution of over 100%. So you will find that there are fewer deaths in certain categories in 2021 compared to 2019. And so this, the argument is they would have died of something else anyway. That is partly true. Uh, this, and this is, you'll notice, I am trying to stay away from policy prescriptions, from over-interpret, over-interpretation of the data. I'm trying to put down a, an analysis of the data that other people can check my numbers. 
because of course I could have screwed up. This is the, the first run through and I haven't had someone else check my numbers. You can download my spreadsheet, etc., etc. Check it for yourself. I, I didn't do anything terribly complicated in the analysis. I have my data draws from CDC Wonder. You can pull it down yourself and check that I did the data aggregation correctly. Everything. I didn't do anything terribly complicated. So I make it easy for other people to come behind me and do the same thing. And then finally, I did a little tweet storm on Saturday and a great thing, some UK and Australian actuaries did take notice and other people who were not actuaries, but that's fine. As I said, it's fairly straightforward. So other people in other countries who have an interest did notice. And there was a paper out recently. I'm not going to link to this paper. I just I'm not going to at this moment. I might come back and link to it another time where they looked at my graphs and they said, wait, I we have the mortality data for the UK or for Scotland or maybe for Australia for the same age groups. We can do a comparison of the mortality levels. And of course, US mortality for these age groups for 18 to 39 are much higher than you see in the UK. Um, and there are reasons for that. And I'm hoping that they can come back and do a similar breakout by cause of death. I gave them the categories and the ICD codes that I use for the aggregation. So I'm hoping we'll get something out of this. I'll link to the Twitter thread and some of the graphs from that because I think the comparison is very interesting. Um, and some of the differences likely due to drug overdoses, absolutely. It sounds like Scotland has a similar drug overdose death problem, but also I want you to think about motor vehicle accident death rates are likely very different in the U.S. at younger ages compared to other countries or just at any age. Most motor vehicle accident deaths are of drivers. And if you have a lot more mass transit in other countries, obviously they're going to have fewer motor vehicle accident deaths, period. That's just the way it is. Um, we have different lifestyles in the U.S., and it's not just that we're obese, but we have certain aspects of our lives that are riskier. Um, and again, not just drug overdoses. So things to think about that maybe there are certain causes of death that come out in the U.S. versus other countries, and it can be due to our lifestyle choices. Uh, and I mean, very basic. I am not even talking about it can be smoking rates. It can be whether you live in high density urban areas, out in rural areas, whether you have to drive a lot. And there's other kinds of things that are involved that whether or not you're going to have certain kinds of deaths, because whether you take that risk or not, it's hard for me personally to die of a motorcycle death because I never get on a motorcycle. Uh, so that gives you an idea. I'm not going to die from a parachuting accident because I'm not going to get in a plane and stick a parachute on. Um, there are certain ways you can choose how not you're, how you're not going to die. But most of us are going to die from heart disease or cancer because that's how most people die. Uh, in any case, that's been Stump death and taxes. Next week, I'll probably get back to public finance, but I will probably be doing a lot more of these mortality profiles and uh, I may talk about them in the podcast. So see y'all next week. Bye-bye.